Quest for Faith from First Christian Church of Norman for Thursday, June the 10th. As a reminder of a couple of upcoming events in the life of the church in the next couple of weeks, our high school youth are leaving this Sunday morning on the 13th for their mission trip to Texas City, Texas. They will be working with... Uh, uh, in a food bank at the Galveston County Galveston County Food Bank. It's a mission that uh, provides food for the economically disadvantaged and underserved populations of Galveston County. So they'll be leaving early Sunday morning and getting back uh, the following Saturday evening. A very special mission trip because it's the first time in a couple of years that we've been able to do this. And so looking forward to that for our 27 youth and sponsors who are leaving uh, Sunday morning. Also this Sunday, our all-church picnic will be following the 1045 service. Uh, this is uh, something that we did not get to do last year either, uh, but we're looking forward to that event this Sunday. Uh, should begin around 1130, and this year it'll be in the west lot in the playground areas of the church. There'll be tables and chairs available, but you're also encouraged to bring uh, blankets to spread out on or, on your, or your own lawn chairs if you prefer. Uh, for food, we'll have a couple of uh, food trucks available, one providing deli sandwiches and another food truck providing uh, hot dogs, uh, brats, barbecue sandwiches, chips and drinks are complimentary uh, along with the sandwiches. And also we'll have a snow cone truck and uh, a church member is making blackberry cobbler for all of us to enjoy. So that will be uh, this Sunday from 1130 to about one o'clock. And then the following Sunday, June the 20th, is our dedication of our pledges and gifts for the one-year capital campaign extension of the Renewal and Renovation Program. Hopefully you've received a brochure detailing some of the information about that uh, one-year extension. And also uh, this week, uh, late this week or first part of next week, you should receive a letter and a pledge card with um, additional information. And, of course, as always, there's more information available in the weekly Norman Christian newsletter, which you can receive online or by U.S. mail. And uh, that is always a great source of information about things that are happening in the church. Today we are delighted to hear uh, from John Reister, our talented organist and pianist for First Christian Church. John came to First Christian a little over a year ago and he came in the midst of the pandemic and uh, has, so it's been a most unusual beginning uh, for you as the church organist but we're delighted that you and your family are here at uh, First Christian and we are delighted to hear from you today. Yeah, so tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, you are a multi-generation disciple, as I recall. Yes, actually on both my mom and dad's side. Uh, dad was a disciples minister in Indianapolis, retired now, uh, still living there, and, uh, and just uh, have a lot of extended family and disciples. Um, we had a lot of uh, general and regional staff that were also members of my church growing up. And that was in Indianapolis? In Indianapolis, yeah. I moved to Indianapolis in 85, um, and Dad was at uh, the same church for 25 years before retiring. And when did, when did he retire? Retired in 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's fully enjoying retirement. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but stayed in the Indianapolis Stayed area. in Indianapolis, uh, did some volunteer work for uh, regional offices, general offices, and also... A um, couple of local Indiana landmarks uh, and, and a couple other uh, regional things in, in Indianapolis. 
So your uh, heritage in the Disciple Church goes back at least to 1800s, um, and especially uh, in the uh, southern Indiana and Kentucky area, where disciples, uh, you know, originated in early 1800s. Right. Well, that's almost back to the beginning. Yeah. Of the disciples in in the United States, so that's uh, that's wonderful. What a great legacy! Uh, you sort of get what disciples are about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad about that. When um, when did you first become aware of your interest in music? Uh, talk a little bit about how that developed. Well, that's a good question. I started piano lessons when I was about five, and just kind of didn't do it uh, that actively, but uh, I I, uh, started getting involved in band in middle school and and was really interested in tuba performance. Uh, Ended up uh, taking a year off from piano lessons, but then um, as I got more serious in music, um, my parents pushed for taking piano again to help uh, with the the theory and technique um, towards a degree, and I ended up just kind of uh, falling into organ performance uh, late in sophomore year, early in junior year, and uh, and so that ended up being uh, then my degree track uh, in college, and um, and so I was yeah I was fortunate to uh, to to have that have that piano background. It helped then to uh, start starting organ performance, and. Round about um, end of senior year, I toured a pipe organ shop and just fell in love with how they how they work and how it goes together. Got a summer job there and been doing it for uh, over two decades now. So you became interested in the organ in your sophomore, junior year of college or high school? Of high school, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was actually, um, well, going back to the disciple thing, um, I, you know, from from elementary on, I regularly went to uh, Disciples General Assemblies uh, every every two years and I remember specifically in, in 97 going to some organ events and just really falling in love with performance and starting with a teacher um, that year. It was also I, I ended up um, starting a, a church job which was a lot more piano um, in at that same time late late uh, late 1997. So you began the transition at that at that point. From, yeah. I mean, you ha- obviously you haven't left piano. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, started uh, started to, to to play organ more in in, uh, in my in high school, middle high school. Person doesn't move from the piano to the organ um, without. Uh, having to do a lot more. There's a lot more that goes on in the organ. There's a lot of coordination, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to, to just kind of get everything coordinated but then still make music, which, you know, sometimes it can be too mechanical and making sure that, that things are coordinated to the point that, uh, that, that then you can, you can focus on making music. When did you feel like you began to get the organ? When it, you know, when did it begin to feel a little more natural 
uh, as opposed to the mechanics of it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, at least four or five years after I started playing. But even in the last few years, I'm, you know, I still find myself doing things differently and learning things and, and uh, um, you know, trying to get different sounds and different use the resources there differently. And so it's, it's an ongoing um, evolution, I would say. I like that. You never get it. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a, more, to, more to know. Yeah, absolutely. More to learn. Yeah. So um, piano, organ, uh, we've seen you play a tuba. Yep, yep. And what other instruments do you play? So, uh, yeah, I, I started, I played trombone in middle school and played it throughout high school as well. And uh, so I played trombone. Um, I play mandolin off and on. Um, and, uh, and so those, those are my, those, those are the instruments I play. I believe you've played the mandolin here. Yeah, we did that thing back in the fall. Right. Yeah. And and you sing? I do. <laughs> yes. You know, that's I've lost count. Was that 6? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, that uh, that's amazing and and the church is uh, the gifted recipient of of all your your amazing gifts that you share so generously. I I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. yeah thank you. Probably an unfair question, but um, do you have kind of a favorite instrument, or does it really depend on what you're playing? It depends day to day. I mean, it's it's a lot easier just to sit down at the piano and, and uh, play around a little bit, but it's always fun to, to play the organ and, and try different stops, try different combinations. Uh, one of my things right now is, is uh, just taking that extra time to go through hymns and making sure that uh, that I'm following the words and and doing doing justice to the uh, to the author and the composer uh, mm-hmm. in in the accompaniment and and how it works with the congregation and I'm enjoying that especially now that uh, there's a few more people in the congregation mm-hmm. even though they're still uh, still masked and everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, you do. A, <clears throat> it's not just a matter of walking over and playing the notes. There's a lot of interpretive action that you bring to the playing of a hymn. Yeah, yeah. When I when I get the hymns each week, I I'll typically go through and just uh, play the melody and sing through the text and and think about you know what words are important in each verse and and how I can how I can help that interpretation in the congregational singing. And there's harmonies that you bring to it, and uh, we, this may not be completely right, but it feels like um, uh, every Sunday that we sing a hymn, we've never sung a verse exactly like we sang the previous verse, that you seem to bring variations, little ones, to every stanza. Yeah, yeah, I like to have a road map for what I'm going to do. But then there's also that spirit thing that that mm-hmm. kind of you have to be ready for and, and let let uh, some of that come through. Uh, it you know it, it's that mix of, of planning and spontaneity that uh, that really makes makes that come through. This past Sunday is a great example of that. It, it felt like the first hymn that we sang really built to a to a really great crescendo and a, a, a big ending to use yes. a very pedestrian oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, way of describing it but then uh, the second hymn was prayerful throughout uh, it was yeah. just beautiful yeah that second hymn is really was really emotional for me it's the, mm-hmm. the text is so poignant 
Mm-hmm. It was, uh, who is my mother, who is my brother, if you're uh, wondering what we're talking it about. It was perfect yeah. scriptural reference. Yeah, you know, every now and then they fall, uh, fall in your lap, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you mentioned this earlier about becoming fascinated uh, about the, not just with the instrument, but the construction of the instrument itself. So many people probably don't know what you do when you're not playing the organ for First Christian on Sunday. Sure. Uh, I, well, my college degree is actually a performance with a, a minor in, or, in organ technology. And after I graduated, I moved up to Chicago, worked there at a pipe organ shop for about three years and then came out to Norman. I was actually hired by um, director of the School of Music at the time, Steve Curtis, and uh, oh, yes, the, the dean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so he and, and the dean of the uh, College of Fine Arts hired me back in 2007. I moved out to Norman then. And uh, this is actually my third church job in, in, uh, in the area. Um, but I was the head of the, the pipe organ shop at OU for about a dozen years and am now uh, running a pipe organ shop out uh, near Flood and Tecumseh. You travel? I do, uh, generally within about a four hour radius, uh, Fayetteville to the Panhandle, Wichita, to uh, generally just about Dallas. have a few in, in South Texas, but I usually fly there. So these are church organs? They are organs in concert halls? Primarily church organs, but um, there's a handful of theater organs as well. And there are a few also home organs that I take care of as well. You take care of the uh, church organ at First Christian. In fact, you were doing that before you uh, got on the other side of the pipes. Correct. Uh, Yeah, that's how I met Debbie. Right, right. And uh, we're spoiled to have not only the person who offers the music, but uh, make sure that the music sounds the way it should. Well, every once in a while, there would be an out-of-tune flute uh, on, on practice during the week, and stick a pencil under the key and go on up there. But I typically you know, tune about twice a year on most instruments, and First Christian uh, is the same. So um, I'm not even sure this is an answerable question uh, because I'm not sure it the question makes sense, but um, lots of different kinds of organs. Um, is the organ at First Christian compared to the organs that you work on elsewhere? Is it um, larger, smaller, in the middle? I mean, how does it sort of compare? Because in the sanctuary, it looks like a very large instrument. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, it, it is sizable. Um, you know, there are, we take care of instruments that are have one keyboard or up to four keyboards. Uh, First Christians has two, but there are a lot of pipes that go with that. And what I didn't realize until after about a month of being here and then actually having someone else sit at the keyboard, me listening in the, in the church is, it's a lot louder in the church than it is right at the key desk because the pipe, mm. the sound actually goes over your head when you're sitting there. Yeah. So every once in a while I'll, I'll play and lean back just enough to, hear it a little bit better, a little bit more direct, but uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's quite loud for, for its size as well. Is it somehow called the granddaddy of the instruments or something like that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it is a spectacular 
instrument. Uh, you had mentioned uh, that this was not your first church job. You've had three since you've moved to Norman. Yeah, the other two, well, there was a Methodist church in Midwest City and then First Christian in Edmond before this. And you played there for? I was at, uh, in Edmond for seven and a half years. Okay, great. Well, we were we were glad to get spirit you away. Well, I'm glad to be here. Uh, the commute's a little nicer, too. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 Ten minutes beats uh, 45 minutes. Indeed. Yeah. Especially when it's cold and snowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's yes. great. Wonderful that that, that worked out. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, uh, I mean, I think, pe- I think people know and assume that things just don't fall out of the sky into our laps uh, for worship on Sunday. Um, so talk a little bit about the decisions you make to decide what to play. Sure. Well, by, by the end of Sunday, I like to have all my music picked out, and uh, I'll look, at, look through the Scripture and read through the Scripture and see what inspires me. Sometimes it's easier than others. Uh, and I, I like to do a lot of hymn-based music as well. So... Sometimes I'll do some classical stuff that maybe doesn't have a text, but I'll try to at least keep the the mood uh, similar to where what I'm what I'm feeling from the from the text, um, and then so that typically that's that's four titles, and if I'm working with a soloist on special music, that we'll work on picking something out out for that as well. So I'll typically practice through stuff a few times during the week. A lot of times come up here on Saturday morning and just make sure everything's all set. That's my, that's my usual process. I, it's hard to, it's hard to get much more than a week in advance. Sometimes I'll, I'll work on a more difficult solo, uh, like a, a, a grand postlude for a month or so just to get, get, get something big ready. Mm-hmm. So your your music specific is a week in advance, and then you might have some ideas based on what you've gotten from ministerial staff about upcoming text Correct. or yeah. sermon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you practice what ten hours a week? Well, it's it hard. To, it's hard to juggle. Uh, I would love to get ten hours of practice, but uh, reality is it's maybe closer to half of that, uh, uh, and. Uh, you know, it's just it's the the art of juggling a uh, full time job and and you know running a business and and uh, uh, family life as well. Right, right. That uh, there is always more to do than there are the 168 hours in a week. Yeah, right. Um, what do you um, what do you find particularly meaningful for yourself with worship and music? That's a good question. The thing I would say that a worship that flows really well and you know just has a consistent feel to it, I think that that really that's that that's what I think I I like to strive for. Um and I, I know it's enjoyable in the in the congregational in the congregation to have a uh, have that that one theme that that carries you through and kind of is memorable for the for uh, for 
when we leave the church and go on to the the other 167 hours of the week. Mm-hmm. Try to say one thing. Yeah. And say it in a maybe a variety of ways, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And that, that I think that's right. I think that's generally how we approach worship here. Yeah. Not only are you musical, but so is your family. Yes, uh, Sarah and I met at Indiana University. Sarah was uh, pursuing a uh, music ed degree with French horn major, and uh, and then Joshua plays tuba, and then Joy Joy is playing cello and going to be starting in band in the fall. We've benefited from their gifts as well, and will again this Sunday, in fact. Yes, yeah, Sarah Sarah will be here with French horn touched on this but uh do you have a uh is there kind of a go-to music your favorite is it baroque is it uh is it jazz is it uh you know is there or does it akin depend on the situation it probably depends on the situation uh you know certainly depending on the mood i'm in um there's a few pieces of music that are kind of go-to's for me um bach two-part inventions um you know, I've got a couple jazzy church music arrangements for piano. And, um, you know, depending on what mood I'm in, maybe a toccata or, a, um, you know, soft hymn arrangement on, on the organ. Nice to have a variety of things you like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, I know has just so wowed people is when you and Jennifer sit down at the piano and, and there are four hands going, and uh, it sounds like there's about eight hands going. It's exciting to get kind of to the point where where the social distancing is less of a concern. We can sit down at the, at the piano. We Over the last year, we there were a number of times that we would take a piano of piano four hands and I'd sit on the uh I'd I'd play the one of the organ one of the piano parts on the organ uh just so we we could social distance still well it's been spectacular and uh seems like it's a lot of fun we know it's a lot of work but (laughs) but uh once people are in the sanctuary or watching from home live streaming uh it uh, looks just like an amazing joy and it is it's, it's so well done and and worshipful um and that's always, I, I know, an art to, to remember it's, it's, it's presentation, not performance. Uh, it, it's, it's to the glory of God, not, not about the instrumentalist or the preacher or anything, but it always points Certainly. beyond itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, well put. And, and uh, you do that absolutely uh, remarkably. <laughs> well, we are really glad that you have found your way to Norman and to First Christian Church of Norman. And uh, last Wednesday, you had your very first choir rehearsal. Uh, The choir's not been able to gather, and that was a little bit unusual. We met uh, out on the Circle Drive outside on an absolutely perfect Oklahoma night. Uh, But uh, you got your first chance to accompany the the chancel choir. Yeah, I've seen a lot of faces on the Zoom uh, choir get-togethers. And it's neat to neat to see people in, in person, uh, and and rehearsal was was great. It was great to great to be able to sing. One of the things that I get asked most frequently about is the music at First Christian, and I think uh, that uh, speaks to how important it is here 
not just the choral music and the hymns, but but all the the music that uh, is an absolutely integral part of of the worship experience here. I know it's been a rich history at First Christian is is the music and you know and and art in general at, at First Christian. It is. It is. It's uh, it's wonderful to to be at a place that uh, values that so deeply, both uh, historically um, and with. Uh, it's an interesting place because there's a deep appreciation for historical pieces and an openness for very well done new pieces uh, and uh, that that's a little bit rare yeah to, yeah to have people appreciate that variety when i come in here and I, it, it seems like the uh, the art keeps changing i i enjoy figuring out where where things change from month to month right Right, and uh, and I think all of that is uh, reflective of what we do in worship, which is uh, we're we're mindful and we're listening to the liturgical season, and we try to reflect that in in every way from the moment you walk into the building uh, and through the service. So we're glad you're here, John. Thank, Thank you. you. Anything else that uh, we need to know? <laughs> I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, and uh, we look forward to uh, your continued uh, leading in music and in worship, and John and Sarah playing uh, this Sunday, and uh, we look forward to that, and grateful uh, to you for listening to this Quest for Faith episode from First Christian Church of Norman, where we are a community of disciples joined together in a reverent, thoughtful, loving quest for faith. Until next time, may you enjoy the music of the faith.